Hello and welcome to the 20 Minutes of Filler Podcast, episode 68, the first episode of 2017. Man, I'm starting to feel so old. So old. <laughs> I remember year 2000, 17 years ago, uh, like being such a big deal. Yeah. Y2K, bro. Yeah. Well, we are 17 years past Y2K oh, now. It hurts. And it, we're acting like some mega technology glitch happened, and we're stuck in the Stone Age playing board <laughs> games. In 2017, we should be like having flying cars and like iPads that like think for us and wash our dishes. Yes. Uh, but here we are with our true love, games. They'll never, they'll never leave you. <laughs> they won't reset themselves at midnight. That's good. That's good. Hey, uh, I'm Jason Katarski, your host, and this is my friend. Eric Carlson. Yeah, he drove over from Flint to Grand Rapids to hang out with me today. We got some games in. We're catching up. Um, and we want to bring you some good content. First of all, I want to tell you about uh, three cool things you can do to support great little games. One of them is go to Facebook and look up the 20 Minutes of Filler group and join it. We create a little community where we, we're talking about games. I'm sharing live videos. I'm sharing uh, thoughts about games. We're having discussion. Uh, we've got almost 200 members, so maybe you can help push us over that 200 mark. Get involved in the conversation. You can help us shape what, what ends up on this show. Eric, are you a member of the 20 Minutes of Filler Facebook group? I am. It's it's pretty much the only reason I'm, I'm on Facebook anymore is well, to check into the group. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Have you learned anything cool or gotten your whistle wetted for any new games because of the group? It's mostly envy. I just look at there and see all the fun everyone else is having and wish that that was me. Aww. But recently, there was a Kickstarter I wanted more information on, and I put it out to the group, and they helped me figure out what had happened to this cool Kickstarter I saw that, that just had to cancel and relaunch. You see, we are creating value for you, our listeners, to connect. So please join our Facebook group. Um... And get involved in the conversation. Start some conversations. If you're a jerk, I'll just delete you because I have that kind of power. <laughs> but if you're cool, you can even promote your Kickstarter a little bit. If you do it too much, again, I get to delete you. <laughs> but, you know, that's a good place to find out about upcoming Kickstarters for our company, too. Um, so that's one way you can get involved and support us. Another way is um, going to greencouchgames.com slash store and buying a game. Or specifically, pre-ordering one of our upcoming games. We have three games. Uh, one that's been out uh, for a while and out of print. And also, so far, our best-selling game. Best Treehouse Ever is coming back into stock this year. It's going to be here uh, at the end of uh, uh, February, beginning of March. It'll be hitting stores again. So you can get it shipped to you as soon as we... Uh, get some of our Kickstarters fulfilled for the other games that are coming up. We'll be sending this out just around the time that it's released, and it's on sale. You get $5 off. So if you're in the U.S., that works out to be free shipping. If you are anywhere else, it's $5 off, so you get the same discount, but you still have to pay for shipping because it's not cheap to send you little games across the ocean. We do appreciate you, though. Um, so Best Treehouse Ever is coming back. Pre-order it at our website. Uh, the other things you can do is you can pre-order... Rocky Road a la mode by Josh Mills, a wonderful little game with set collection and serving customers and a time track. And if you haven't heard about it yet, or if you missed the Kickstarter, you can order it also $5 off. And Outlawed Social Bluffing at its best. They're all arriving at the same time, so they're all going to ship around the same time. Pre-order them, help us get some things going so we can move forward with other good Green Couch Games things. The third thing 
I'm getting all this promotion out of the way at the beginning. <laughs> and it's essential. I want you guys to hear it because it helps us continue doing what we do. If you really specifically want to help us keep doing what we're doing with 20 Minutes of Filler, you can go to our new apparel store. What? Ooh, dude, I know. It's crazy. I've been telling you apparel for years. I know. We've had so many people come up to us at conventions and ask for, like, can I get a Green Couch Games t-shirt? And I'm like, I don't know. It's kind of my logo, my baby. <laughs> Whatever. I'm going to share that with the world now. Um, and also, 20 Minutes of Filler. So you can get some gear, you can get a t-shirt of Green Couch Games, or you can get a t-shirt of the 20 Minutes of Filler podcast with our dope logo. (laughs) If you go go to greencouchgames.threadless.com, they're hosting a little store for us. It's an awesome on-demand printing company that uh, you can get our apparel from. There's also these cool zippy pouches that that I've made available, and they fit a couple filler-sized games in them. And you can get one that's branded with the Green Couch Games logo, or you can get one that is branded with the 20 Minutes of Filler logo, so you can carry it around at conventions, carrying a couple small games with you, and be good to go. So that's what we're starting the year off with. Join the Facebook group, pre-order some games at greencouchgames.com slash store, or go to Threadless, greencouchgames.threadless.com, and get a shirt uh, and a portion of those, we, we, we get a nice little cut of that to help us continue making games and putting on uh, shows uh, for you guys to listen to. Awesome. 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 So today, we're going to do a little bit of uh, catching up on holiday gaming. Like, what are some games that we did over the holidays? Some gaming that happened. Um, I had a great New Year's Eve playing games with my family. Um, and that was like the most games I played in a while, so I feel like I'm back. I feel like I got a taste in my mouth for more games. Nice. Yeah, did you get any good holiday gaming in? I did. I also had some good gaming on New Year's Eve. Uh, I played Battleship. Battleship. So who who did you game with this holiday season? Um, well, my brother-in-law had actually never played Battleship. He's a 30-something man <laughs> that has never played Battleship. I didn't know they existed in the world, but I found one, and so I beat him at his second game. And he was actually winning. He had got uh, four out of my five ships when uh, a child came running in and hit his radar, the the place he was pegging all the misses. And so he was just blind for the rest of the game. So I, I got to squeak <laughs> by. But yeah, I played some Battleship. We had some folks nice, over. Nice classic. Yeah. I was, uh, you know, my boys aren't quite old enough for Battleship yet, so I'm not quite in there. So it's nice to to brush up on the strategy so I can crush them when they come of age. <laughs> that is awesome. Super sweet. Um, did you play any other games with anybody else over the holidays? Um, yeah, I played some Pandemic Legacy with my brother-in-laws. Whoa. Other brother-in-laws, yeah. It was other end of the spectrum of yeah. like mass yeah. market versus mega hobby game. Yeah, it's just so good. Pandemic Legacy is just still so good. How, how, many, how far are you into the, to the game? We're halfway. We just wow. finished. Uh, we had to do June twice. We lost the first, uh, first half of June. So and you've been playing for about a year? It's taking about a year to get that uh-huh. far? Yeah, yep. Yep. Cool. Guess what? I got mine for my birthday last year, which is Christmas Day. Guess yeah. how many games I played of it? Uh, zero. Zero games. Yes. You nailed it. You yes. nailed it. I want to. I'm it's just, so good. It's been a weird year. I moved, you know, mm, and like that took a lot of focus away from free time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to to get into it. Um, we got to play some great games, like with my wife mostly on New Year's Eve. We don't do anything fancy. Well, actually, we do. We have fondue on, on oh, New Year's Eve with just our nice. families. We've had friends over before, but usually it's just us. Um, but during the day, my kids were playing with their Christmas toys and hanging out. 
so Lisa and I snuck away and played some board games. Oh. And it was phenomenal. We played uh, Ticket to Ride Rails and Sails, which has the Great Lakes map. Um, nice. And, and it has a world map, too, but since we're in Michigan, right. and the heart of this map is Michigan, yeah. like, we totally had a blast playing it. So uh, it's not a filler, exactly. It took us about an hour and 15, probably. Mm. Um, maybe it'll take a little longer if you've never played Ticket to Ride before. But uh, it's it's a couple steps above a casual game. This actually, uh, you're managing um, cards for building routes of trains, but also routes of building uh, like ship routes. Oh, so you, and you have two sets of cards that you're using. Huh. You have ship cards and you have train cards. So you're like looking at colors. You're looking at the different types of cards, and you can only put certain. Um, routes through certain places you have they have to be ships if they're oval shaped they have to be trains if they're oh. not um and there's a little twist of adding harbors so every time you complete a route that ends at a city that has one of your harbors you get some bonus points mm. so like another little layer but like it's very much like a, a more puzzly experience but very satisfying it was good to pull out a big game after playing i love these little games we're always talking about yeah once in a while i love busting out a bigger yeah. game you know this game like the board Almost took up our whole dining room table. Holy cow. So that was that was a really fun experience. Um, my kids got in on some of the fun, and we played the Magic Labyrinth. Have you seen the Magic Labyrinth? No. So I guess about several years ago. It's been out for, for like eight years almost now. It won the, the Kinderspiel, the Jar, the Kids mm-hmm. Game of the Year, in 2009. And it's such a brilliant little design. Like, it's a cardboard punch board with, like, a grid on it. And the idea is that you're moving through a maze to collect artifacts through invisible walls. There are mm. invisible walls. And you have a little pawn that you're moving around. And you roll the dice. It's like one to three or one to four. And that decides how many spaces you can move. But underneath this board is another board that has little wooden walls that are set up to make your maze. And your pawn has a magnet on it. So underneath the board, you have a ball bearing that's connected to your pawn. And you roll the dice and you move. And if you push your guy through a wall, the wood separates that ball from your pawn and falls down and that ball rolls out to one of the corners like billiards. Oh, cool. Yeah, so then you have to go back to the start. And like so you're trying to memorize like the maze that you can't see to get like to get these different artifacts. And the artifacts are on the board, they're printed on the board. But they're they come out in a different order, and you're going after one. So everybody's coming from the corners of the board, trying to get to the same artifact. Nice. And so there's a little bit of duck, luck of the roll, and then who was ever better at memory stuff, uh-huh. which which is always my kids, right? because like my grown brain doesn't really work well with that. <laughs> but that is a phenomenal kids game. We got it for my oldest kid, who's seven, for Christmas, and it was on sale at Target. So it's a it's a cool game from a a, a German company that you can get at Target. In Magic Labyrinth, um, nice. really, really clever design. Um, other fillers that that uh, that I played that I absolutely loved that I want to talk about is Fuji Flush. Yeah. So this is like new classic family game, and we we played a little bit of this today. Uh, what were your kind of thoughts of uh, of Fuji Flush based on we had a, we we had to stop halfway through because one of the people playing had to leave, and it's a, a three minimum game. So oh, is that uh, I, I thought I thought we stopped because I won. Well, you were doing pretty good, uh, so we didn't want to let that continue as well. Yeah, I see. Yeah, no, it was fun. It was very puzzly, and I wasn't sure what was going on. Um, as you described it, it seemed like a different language you were speaking. But <laughs> as we played it, I seemed to understand that language very well. Yeah, uh, like. You a couple rounds around the table and you get it, mm-hmm. but it's it's really simple, but it it feels f- different than any classic card game. So it's like you got to get that little flip 
yeah. of a rule like into your head, and and then it starts to make sense. So the game is designed by Friedman Freeze, and it's a small box game. Stronghold puts it out in the U.S., and it's just numbers on cards. And actually, I'm going to be having Chris Kopak on a future show. We're going to only talk about games that are cards with numbers. All right. <laughs> so, but this one um, is just new and hot, and it's it's one of the best games I played in 2017. It's on my top ten. I, I think it's really clever. Um, top ten games you played this year. Well, of 2016. Oh. Of last okay. year, sorry. Right. I played it on the last day of last year for oh. the first time, and it's like, woo! It's like the Oscars. You got it in just in time to yes, be nominated. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, so, they're numbered 1 through 20. There's more uh, copies of numbers on the lower end, and there's only one of each, 16 to 20. You play a card in front of you, and then it, if the, any card you want from your hand of 6, you're trying to get rid of all your cards. The first one to do that wins. Uh, the next player plays a card. If it's higher than any of the cards on the table, those cards get flushed away, and those players have to draw new cards into their hand. Mm. If your card is still in front of you at the end of the round when it's your turn again, not the end of the round, when it gets your turn again, uh, you get to push it, which means you discard it without drawing a card. So that's how you get rid of your cards. And the cool twist is, if anybody plays the same number as you, those are added together, and your card is no longer the number you played, but the sum of all those cards that are the same that are played. So, if you played a two, and I played a two, we have a four. Um, and that uh, makes for some really interesting decisions about timing. When do you play the game? How do you get rid of those cards? How do you maneuver them to get everybody to... Like, you can get rid of cards if you work with other people, because everybody who works together to get rid of cards like gets to discard their cards at the same time. But... They're getting rid of cards, and you want to be the one that gets rid of your cards. So, um, really, really fun, simple game. Like I'm sure it's like a ten dollar game, and it's something that everybody gets to needs to get. It's yeah. I played it with my in laws, like nice. who, who are not gamers, uh, and they enjoyed it. They got it after a couple rounds, just like you. It took a second for all mm-hmm. of us to kind of understand it, but then we were like, let's play again immediately. Game I'll be playing with everybody, casual groups for years, I think. So. I can really see how that would scale out to, it's three to eight players for the game, and I can really see how you can really start messing with people if you're playing some of those lower numbers in, in multiples. Oh, yeah. that's I, I have heard it's way better with the higher level, like mm-hmm. five to eight. I've only yeah. played it with three and four, but it's good like that, so I'm looking forward yeah. to it just getting even better. Um, other games played over the holidays. You were telling me you were playing a lot of kids' games lately. Yeah. What have you been playing with your kids? Um... You've been playing Shelby Snack Shack. I have a three-year-old. Yeah. And my, my three-year-old Bennett, he was sick one day. And all he wanted to do while he was sick was play board games. With me, <laughs> the little board games that he has. That is awesome. Yeah. And my wife picked out his board game. We, we try to go buy a board game per family member at Christmas time. And, and so Drake got Lupin Chewy, uh, my oldest. And then Bennett, my, my younger son, got a game that his wife that my wife bought that I do not remember the name of. But he loved it. And I was so surprised that she was able to do that. That's cool. So, yeah. That was the, the, the squirrel one, or is that a different game? No, it was a different game. A different game. Oh, sweet. Yeah. We don't even know what it was. But, don't even know. But your but wife bought a game, bought and it was a, a hit. She was a rock star, and I was so surprised, because I'm the board game person predominantly in my house. Yeah? So she kind of schooled me on what three-year-olds like in the board games. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. Awesome. Um, one of the other great games that came out recently that I played over the holidays, I actually played it for the first time at Unpub last year. In prototype form, and I, I wished with all my heart that it could be a game that I could put out with Green Couch, but it just wasn't able to make an offer or anything at the time. But it's a two-player game by Dan Caster, who also created uh, Arboretum, mm. uh, and it's the blood of an Englishman. 
and you you played that with me in prototype form too because yeah. I brought it home and we we were oh yeah yeah um so Renegade Games picked it up and released it this year and it has uh, new art that's nice and shiny and it and it it's it's a fifty four card game yeah yeah so like it's actually yeah it's, it's only fifty four cards because there's four reference cards in it so it's fifty cards you you make ten rows of ten cards there's uh, vine cards and there are um, Fifi full thumb cards, and there are treasure cards. There's two of each of three different treasures. So you, you, it's asymmetrical, which is really sweet. Like it's kind of an abstract card game. You're trying to either play jack and collect the, the three treasures, or you're trying to be the giant and stop Jack um, from being able to like do that legally, or um, trying to not. Or trying to get fee five full fum at the end of each line or in one line, and you you have different actions. So like Jack does these these nimble quick moves of like move several cards on your turn, move a card from the front to the back, move a card to a stack that's in front of you. You have to have a, an ascending stack of one to or I'm sorry, you start low and go high. They don't have to be consecutive, but they have to be ascending in order before you can like put a treasure on it. So I could be like one, two, three, six, nine. That wasn't enough numbers. But then after you have six in a row, um, you put one of the treasures on top of it. And you get three of those stacks. So you're trying to work on that while ja- or the giant is trying to stop you. Uh, 15-20 minute game. Very thinky. Um, great art. Oh my goodness. This game is awesome. This is beautiful. I didn't know. I was going to ask you about this because I remember playing the, the demo of it. And I didn't know that it had come into the world already. And oh the, yeah. The cards are great. And this game is so fun. It is so fun. And and I just, I mean, I'm happy with the production. I'm happy that it's out in the world. Uh, when, when I brought home the prototype to offer some playtesting uh, to the designer, my wife and I played it tons and, and loved it. So it was nice to, like, get the finished copy and be able to bring that out and, like, yeah. and play the game with her on New Year's Eve. So, guys, if you play two-player games at all, um, the Blood of, Blood of an Englishman is up there. It's one of my favorite ever yeah. now. Yeah. It's 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 really great. Um so definitely check that that game out if you're into that at all. Um holiday gaming is good. It's a good time because you have maybe a little more downtime. You get to play around uh with different groups of people, uh, get to try new things. Uh it was a good holiday for me. We just gave you a few highlights. There's more information about games that I played on our Facebook group if you want to nice. check that out and talk about those. Um it's the new year. So as we wrap up, Eric, uh, do you have any resolutions or anything? New Year's uh, gaming-related resolutions mm. that you want to make? My resolution this year is to incept my wife to play more two-player games with me. Nice. Well, you should get a copy of The Blood of an Englishman to start that. <laughs> I think I just might. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. Um, my goal, I'm going to set mine as a short-term goal. Like, over the next yeah. two months, I want to play ten games that I haven't played yet, that I own. I'm going to crack some shrink on some. I'm going to read some rules. I'm going to get some games played. That means I might have to watch a little less Netflix, play Mm. games instead. Um, I might have to uh, make some phone calls instead of just (laughs) waiting for my phone to ring and invite people to hang out with me and play games. Yeah. Um, So I think that's a cool goal. We were were talking about this. There's this cool thing that's happening online, the 10 by 10 challenge. Yeah. uh, Where people are trying to play 10 games 10 times. And we joked a little bit on the Facebook group about, well, we play fillers, so that should be easy. So I, I suggested maybe we should make that a 20 by 
20 challenge where we played 20 <laughs> games 20 times this year what did you find out eric when we uh, ran the numbers well that's uh, that's 400 games <laughs> so how many a month was it uh 33 so if we played 33 games a month we could hit that goal filler game a day yeah and then some some yeah. days you have to play two yeah because 400 is more than 365 yeah <laughs> Uh, or you could like do ten on a weekend, yeah, and you'd be okay, yeah. So you could pick like one game a weekend and play that game ten times ten a day times. on a Saturday Oof. and on a Sunday. Oof. Yeah, it could be doable if it you could. choose the right games. It could, especially if like you have somebody you game with at home, yeah. right? Like, yeah. um, that's funny. That's funny. If somebody does that, like, I'm gonna buy you a T-shirt. Oh. It's going to be like a Breaking Bad t-shirt or something <laughs> something random. That you have a problem t-shirt? Yeah. Actually, I don't want to promise more than one person a t-shirt. Mm, yeah. If, one, if the first person who gets the, four, the the 20 by 20 challenge done gets something from me. Nice. Yeah, that's that's too cool. I don't know if I can do it. I'll mm, try. Yeah. Uh, but I, think we, I think we could do it. I think we could do it. I think we could do it. All right. Let's make it a thing. If you're going to do the 20 by 20 challenge, uh, tell us about it. So join, Keep the, join the 20 Minutes of Filler group. Facebook group. Yep. So we can we can know. Totally. And then uh, and we'll talk about it. Yeah. And share your games and share your progress with us. And there's no shame if you don't get it done. No. Because if you get halfway through it, yeah. you have brought filler life to the world. That's so much game. So much game. So much game. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Eric, for, for coming on the show with us. And um, for all you who are listening, we, we appreciate you. Happy New Year. And we just hope that this year is filled with many great little games. <laughs>